You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. She's a fashion blogger, model, and entrepreneur. She's amazing. The latest tips on fashion, beauty, wellness, travel, and her lifestyle. And now, here's the founder and creator of Not Basic Blonde, Olasha. Hi guys, welcome back to Not Basic Blonde podcast and I'm so excited for this episode because my guest is Mahisha Dellinger who is a successful entrepreneur and founder of Curls. So in this episode we'll be talking about how to start your business, how to secure funds for the startup and how to get from struggle to success and so much more. Mahicha gives such amazing advice and she also talks about how to find the capital for a new business venture. In this episode, you'll find so many great takeaways. Tune in, guys. Hi, Mahisha. Welcome to Not Basic Blonde podcast. I'm so glad to have you. How are you today? Very good. Very good. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Uh, would you please tell our listeners about yourself? Sure. Well, I my name is Mahisha Dillinger, and I'm the owner of Curls Beauty Brands. Curls is an organic hair care line for women with textured, wavy, curly hair. Uh, and the brand is available in every major retail outlet, and that's including U.S. and also international. Wow. Curls made it so big. It's such a well-known brand. I just, I heard so many great things about it. Oh, thank you. Yes, I'm very proud. April of this year, we turned 18. So that is a big milestone for most because businesses don't usually make it past, 80% don't make it past the five-year mark. So we celebrated and are still celebrating. Wow, congratulations. And before Curls, you worked for Intel. What made you start your own company? Well, you know, I was actually very disenfranchised with corporate America. I couldn't move quick enough. I wanted to move up that ladder and be successful, and I thought I was gonna retire at Intel, because I really, really enjoyed working there. It was very competitive, very fast-paced. I learned a lot, and was around brilliant people every day, all day. 
Um, but I could not move up that ladder. And I saw the whole, the challenges and the pitfalls and it just became discouraging. So I said, I'll just branch out on my own and make my own path and, and, and work this hard for myself and have more to show for it. So that's what made me do it. Nice. I worked for corporate America as well. I worked for all the famous companies like AT&T, Cricket, Altel, Sprint. I've done IT project management and it's definitely competitive and fast paced world, but it's not as fun as being your own boss. <laughs> no, yeah, totally. And so you, what, what did you do with, for all those companies? I was an IT project manager. So I managed uh -huh. like large projects like uh, software development and I've done migration, you know, when Cricket just came out, AT&T owned the Cricket. So I transferred all the customers from Cricket, I mean, from AT&T to Cricket. And okay. it was a lot of work. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And what would you say was a pivotal moment or moments that prepared you for a business? Uh, what prepared me for, I think... For sure, um, having a, an experience that wasn't so good in corporate America got me ready to branch out on my own because beyond not being able to move up the market, the latter actually had a manager that was hindering my growth intentionally. And it was very evident that it, I was targeted. So that was a catalyst for me to branch out and that gave me the courage to branch out. Um, and that's how I got started on this entrepreneurial journey because had I not, I probably would have just uh, stayed at Intel, you know, and could have had a great career, but it just wasn't enough. And I didn't like that I was being held back. Yeah, I totally feel you. And what was one of the biggest obstacles you faced early on when you were creating the brand? The biggest obstacle hands down was the lack of ability to get funding. I was looking to get a small business loan and despite having exceptional credit, I could not get one to save my life and that was extremely discouraging. So I had to figure out how to go around that um, challenge and still make my business thrive. So what I did is I just used my personal savings and um, it started much smaller than I had planned but it got me off the ground. And that's how you secured the startup funding for Curls? Yes. I see. But how did you get from the struggle to success? Um, well, it was really a lot, a lot, a lot of hard work, of course, dedication, sacrifice, all those things. Um, but it also was very strategic. I had to um, make sure that I, I launched in the right time. That was important. And I did actually, because we had, when I launched Curls 18 years ago, it was um, at a time when more women of color were embracing their natural textures. They were forgoing the relaxers that they have grown accustomed to, accustomed to uh, using regularly. So I was able to launch when women were looking for something different, and that something different was something more organic and natural, and that's what Curls was. So that and, and that timing really helped catapult the brand forward. Even back then, when I go to the stores, I see Curls. There was like only one brand, and I mean now it's more, but that time and even like way more. I mean even recently, it was only mostly like the one the most popular brand yeah you know you're, you've done your, your research you've seen us in stores yeah i always um i came to us like 15 years ago and it was interesting for me the first when i went to the stores i looked at the products i compared what what us has what russia had before and of course i curls was always it's a green product you can see it from the far away and it's always yeah. stands out 
<laughs> yes, yes. Well, we did that by design. Yeah. <laughs> so pop off the shelf. Yeah. And would you please tell us more about the moment when you knew you made it? That's a very good question because I think we always struggle with that moment of how I really made it. But I think one very proud moment that definitely changed the trajectory of the business was when Target called um, and they were looking for products to elevate their category for textured hair. And they were looking for four brands to kick it off. They wanted to test it and see how well it would do. So we were one of the original four, had a 105 store test. They said, if you can do well in these 105 stores, they put us on the end cap, we'll take you further. If not, we'll just, you know, remove your products and send you on your way. Well, we did all very well together and we grew from 105 stores to 300 stores to six, 900 in the nationwide. And then along the way, we started to get other stores that started to call us. So that moment that Target gave us a chance is what changed everything. And I saw the success shift for the brand. Um, and so the buyer who I, I credit to this day, I give her credit all the time. Her name was Linda Sullivan. Linda, blonde hair, blue eyes buyer, blue eyed buyer for ethnic hair, saw what she needed to see to make a change and a shift. And she was a forward thinker and ahead of her time because we, she created this category before anyone else thought that this category was worth anything. So I always credit her for that. Oh, wow. That's nice. But did you always know you're going to have your own business or it was just happened? It was just a moment in your life that you decided, I just want to do it. Well, no, I, I didn't know until I had that bad corporate experience. That was what shifted my mindset. Uh, before that, I thought I was going to retire at Intel. But once I got going, I thought, yeah, th this was actually my destiny. And I'm so happy that I moved into it. Uh, I face so much in corporate America. It's like they put you through tough times and some people and all the, you know, the way it treats you and whatever happens there is just, it was tough because some companies are fine, but some companies are really tough and micromanaged like every detail. <laughs> well, you know, I'm surprised that you, and this is a great conversation to have, but you said you had challenges. I would always, well, I would have thought that you would have had a much easier time in corporate than I. Oh, I'm Russian and plus I'm tall, blonde and, right. you know. That's beautiful. I'm sure people loved you, right? No, not women. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I never had a problem with guys or any men, but women, oh my God, they were. Really? Yeah. Even though I had nothing against them, but they would just come up with something because, you know, in corporate America, people have really nothing to do. They come, they have a coffee, then they answer a couple of emails, do a few things, then it's lunchtime. I mean, they have free time still. And so many of yeah. them have really no life. So they decided, you know, to talk about someone behind their back or just like come up with some drama. <laughs> oh, ladies give you a hard time but your bosses are typically mostly men right so you probably yeah that's probably easier yeah that was easy yeah <laughs> okay i thought so yeah <laughs> would you please tell us more about your book from the projects to the penthouse sure well yeah that was an um a book uh that i put out it's been a while now we're actually bringing it back and republishing it in with a new uh title and more content but 
it's a story. It tells my story, how I went from quote unquote, the projects to the penthouse from my disenfranchised background in poverty, um, single parent home, drug infested, gang infested neighborhoods with crime and death and pregnancy and, and jail and gangs, everything you imagine that you wouldn't want to have in your life was in my neighborhood. Um, and so I tell that story to, um, to get other people an opportunity to see success from the opposite side of the lens, where you, how you can make it no matter where you come from, because that's the goal is to inspire. And so to inspire other people to say, if she can do it, so can I. Um, because there's so many of us still left there that I want to show everyone and anyone that will listen that you can do it too. Inspiring story. Nice. And how to believe in yourself and find courage to start your own business? Well, I, I do think it was really... Um, when your back is against the wall and you, you know, you're trying to make it work and figure out how to shift your destiny, you'll make it by any means necessary. And that was really my situation. I really was determined to change my, I had a child um, at 20 to change her legacy, her destiny, her, her narrative and have her be comfortable in life, you know, just not worry. It was important. I mean, just the simplest things that people don't know, like um, food insecurity. That was a thing that was big for me, going to school and never having enough food. So I always overcompensated there, would overpack her, her, her lunch and give her way more than she needed just from all the different insecurities I had from, you know, not being able to, like my mother, we moved all the time because we would she would get evicted or whatever. And we would move sometimes every year. So I was in first grade, one school, second grade, third grade, fourth grade, fifth and sixth in one school, seventh in one school, eighth in another, just no stability. So then I shifted that and gave complete stability. So I just have always determined, decided that I wanted to totally reverse my experience for my children. And because I had such strong goals, I knew I had to make it by any means necessary. And that was going to require me to work hard. So, you know, that's just always been my model. Model, you can do whatever you set your mind to do. Wow, I admire you. Such a strong personality to raise kids and you have your own business. Thank you. Yeah, it was it was a lot. But you know what? I'm happy. Um, I can say that I've been through the storm, weathered, weathered it, and now I'm able to teach others. That's a big piece of my platform is just to really also now give back. What helped proper you to the level of success you have now? What helped me get there? Yeah. I think the sheer will, determination, grit, all those things helped me because, you know, when you have a grit is something, like I said on my page today, that isn't taught typically. And it's not something that I can just show you or give you. It's something that's innate that comes typically from struggle and survival. So, Grit is what, be, coming from my background, that grit was birthed and formed as I prevailed against all the things that were set to, 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 to destroy me. Had I followed the path of what all the statistics said about people that came from my neighborhood, I should have been pregnant by 15 and had multiple babies by 21. Maybe, maybe not finish high school, welfare, you know, all those things. That was what I should have been given where I came from. So that grit, though, of, of beating those odds is what makes me able to fight this fight of entrepreneurship because it's not really easy. People think it's all glamorous and it's not. It really isn't. Um, you know, obviously the success that comes with it, there's some byproduct of it that's amazing. Like I would never trade my life, my lifestyle for anything. 
there's a level of freedom that I have. There's a level of obviously freedom from rule from a corporate company, but for that financial freedom, you know, I don't have to go to the store and look at what I'm purchasing or um, don't worry about my kids and their, their college funds. I don't have to worry about when COVID happened if, you know, I would lose my home. Um, just the freedom that comes with it, I would never change. Um, so, you know, I, but I do think, though, that the, the reason why I am successful is because of my grit. Definitely. Hands down. Freedom on financial side is like the most important. Yes. And did you have any role models or someone you look up to that kind of gave you an example of who you want to be and like what is your kind of successful figure is? Yeah, one of my uh, people that I was looked up to growing up just watching her was Oprah because she also made it against all odds. And of course, she's everyone. Everyone looked up to her. But I also very much looked up to my mother who she obviously didn't have the level of success of Oprah, but she was the one that out of all her siblings actually went on to have a professional career despite lacking the education and around high school, the finances started to change for us. So, you know, it took her a while to get through that, but she did. She was strong and she was a single mother. So I get my resilience from her. So she's definitely um, someone I look up to. That's amazing. I used to look up to my mom too when I was growing up because my parents got divorced when I was six and my mom had to raise me by herself and we had tough times, really tough times. And I know she did it and of course I know how it was. It was hard for her. Totally understand. Yes, yes. And it's so tough being a um, single parent. Oh, goodness. So you know, I have an incredible husband now. We have four children and I, my first, of course, like I said, I was pregnant earlier, 20. So she's not um, from this relationship, but we have three additional. Um, so he's a great partner, um, enables me to do everything that I need to do. Like right now, everyone's home. Um, and I'm talking to you because obviously school's done, but we were, we were homeschooling. Um, so I'm on the phone with you. He's making sure they have lunch and I'm able to be on, you know, this podcast with you. So it just that partnership matters too. the right partner. That's amazing to have the right person next to you. It makes your life so much easier. <laughs> totally. Yeah. What do you think based on your experience? How can someone find the capital for a new business venture? Well, to my experience was it was challenging for me to get, you know, and I find I found that uh, people of color have a harder time getting that funding. So I suggest, um, well, well, right now it's a little easier. There's so many people that want to feed into the community that I think the climate has shifted. So maybe a little bit easier right now. Um, but I think it's also important to look at other so alternative sources like crowdfunding. You can have your community rally behind you and support you. So um, that that's a great alternative resource is do a crowdfunding campaign. Yeah, that's true. And what type of tools or tips can you share with our audience that came across to succeed in your business? Well, one of the things I think is important and it's a no brainer, people say it all the time, but I just have to reiterate it. You have to make sure that you get a mentor. You want someone that's gone through what you've gone through or has, has a business in your industry or worked in your industry because there are a lot of pitfalls that can cause you to go under and so definitely have someone don't be afraid to ask for help put the pride aside and get someone that can invest in you now I know it's hard to find mentors because people are busy but I do recommend score score.org like s-c-o-r-e like score a goal.org 
they, it's a free organization and it's an, retired executives that offer their services as mentors to people based on your industry. And they're located in every major city. They offer free classes every weekend from business writing classes, marketing plan writing classes, anything, any tools you need as a business owner. So one of the places I always recommend every time I speak and I should own stock and score is uh, score.org. It was amazing for me. I went there when I first started and then when I um, was picked up into Target, I went back because I had to scale my business and I got another mentor. So I highly recommend going there and getting the resources, the mentor, the training you need. Oh, wow. I never heard about it. Thank you so much for mentioning this. It's very helpful. <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. Score.org. Yeah, nice. I will check it out. And how important to you is to stay humble? Mm. Well, I, it's important. I mean, I feel a pride comes before fall and I don't, people can change, things can change, the tables can turn, you can be up tomorrow, down today, or up today, down tomorrow. So being haughty and um, arrogant and braggadocious isn't sustainable and is so unattractive. So for me, it's important because I, I realize that I'm blessed and I just can't imagine being anything else but humble because, you know, God has blessed me. And I just think in others, just utterly disgusting. It's just such a turnoff. So I can't even imagine it's important. I feel like people <laughs> that aren't humble typically tend to experience the, the, the hardest falls. And so I try to re re remain humble and, you know, remember to who I uh, owe these blessings to. And, it, and, it, and it's quite easy for me. Going up as an underdog, I don't think um, <laughs> that being anything but humble is in my DNA. I have, it's just who I am. But I think it's super important. Yeah, I think so too. And the more I talk to famous people and the more I have famous friends, the more I see them being more humble. And sometimes it's like, some people that are not really that accomplished in life, uh -huh. such an attitude, more than just, really? like, yeah, more than just like, you know, some famous person would not even have. Wow, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like some famous people have are more humble than just some of the people who are, or not as yeah interesting let's well, you know um that you know I, I i like to be around people who also share that sentiment you know sometimes it's just not very attractive yeah yeah and where can all listeners find you what is your information like social handles website yes yeah, so follow me personally at mahisha underscore dillinger that's m-a-h-i-s-h-a underscore D-E-L-L-I-N-G-E-R. Um, also at Curls on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Nice. Thank you so much, Mahisha. It was my pleasure. It was fun. Yes, thank you for having me. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. That was it for today, guys. And I hope this episode was very helpful for you to show me some extra love, tag NBB podcast on your Instagram stories. And you can always DM me on Instagram. It's not basic blonde underscore or NBB podcast. And if you haven't, subscribe, rate, and review Not Basic One Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much, guys. Have a wonderful day. Want to get smarter about investing? Then tune in to the Capital Ideas Podcast from Capital Group, home of American Funds Distributors, Inc., 
one of the world's leading asset managers. Each week, we bring you stock market outlooks, macroeconomic updates, and investment strategies that can help you succeed. Learn from portfolio managers with decades of experience about how they navigate uncertain markets. Prepare to be engaged, enlightened, and entertained by listening to the Capital Ideas Podcast today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.